Well, here we are, and we're going to talk about Afghanistan yet again because of the way things have gone. But what to say? Well, Kabul is relatively calm. Apart from the disturbing scenes we saw at the airport, Kabul is relatively calm. I mean, peaceful calm. Our friends in Kabul describe it as totally surreal. You can drive around the city, a lot less traffic, thank goodness, but totally calm, totally calm. Everyone is just going about their lives in their normal way. That applies not just to Kabul, but to Helmand, to Kandahar. People are calm and totally calm. So one of the problems is the total lack of leadership in Afghanistan. No one imagined that this would happen quite so quickly. The Taliban themselves said we were we we were not ready for this. We were not ready for this. The plan, the Taliban plan, was actually to make the surrender of Kabul and, and look for a political solution. But the president flew away. He flew off. That was totally unexpected. So the president just ran away and the, the Taliban didn't know quite what to do. They said that if we don't enter Kabul, people will start looting and private houses. And and so they, they felt they had to take action. So they sent their people in and Kabul is more quiet than it has been in the past 20 years. Nobody's heard a single shot fired. Except for the horrible scenes, of course, at the airport. At the airport, people are running away, of course. But everything else is very calm, which makes it very surreal. Surprisingly so. At least uh, some of the television stations just continue to operate. Yes, the new incoming leader of Afghanistan is perceived to be Abdul Ghani. Well, things will evolve. Yes, so the leader is uh, Mullah Barada, Mullah Abdul Ghani Barada. He's been in Doha, of course, political leader, perceived as being the political leader. Meanwhile, Karzai and Abdullah Abdullah have gone to Doha. I mean, you could say they've run as well, run away to a safe place in Doha where they can big themselves up as negotiators for the handover. It's, of course, very disturbing to see Karzai taking or trying to take a role again. He is the major element of a problem in Afghanistan. He's responsible for much of the failure in Afghanistan. And him and Abdullah Abdullah and Hekmatia are trying to take a role as the handover boys since Ghani ran like a coward. I mean, they've run too, but uh, they, they've run with more dignity, so they're in Doha, whereas uh, Ghani just, just disappeared off the planet. So it's very disturbing. So the initial problem was that nobody senior was in Kabul. It was a group of commanders, and, you know, very, 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 very difficult. Everybody runs, including Unama, everybody, the United Nations Decision Mission in Afghanistan, everybody runs, and there are only, yeah, soldiers, if you like. Um, the Taliban soldiers come in, and there are no commanders. And, of course, that's going to change quite swiftly, or is in the process of changing quite swiftly. But that has been the problem. So the Taliban have basically taken over. They've defeated 
created the Ghani government, and uh, Abdul Ghani, the 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 defeated Ashraf Ghani's government, Abdul Ghani, the nominal Taliban leader, at least he's the public face. He's riding high, so they're very concerned about how they're perceived in the eyes of the international world. They want to make it clear that they didn't choose this; they wanted a negotiated handover. But yeah, before they could arrange that, Ashraf Ghani just well, he just ran away so unexpectedly, so they had nobody to negotiate with. Uh, meanwhile, of course, one of the lead negotiators, one of the lead members of the Taliban is is taking a major role, uh, Mali uh, Mutaki, who's arrived in Kabul. Uh, they're all concerned about the lack of uh, leadership, the, the vacuum. And, of course, the Taliban concern is to know how all of this will be perceived in the West. And it's a, it's a source of fear. Everybody's afraid of chaos in Afghanistan, that, that everybody's afraid that there'll be instability and Afghanistan will be a haven for terrorism. Everybody's afraid that women's education and women's rights will fall off a precipice, will cease to exist. People are truly concerned. They're also concerned about the drugs issue, the international drugs trade that has been focused on Afghanistan. People are worried about these things and very worried and they blame president biden of course for telling them this that they president biden has blamed for his incompetent handling of this whole issue and there is an eagerness on the part of the us and the uk particularly on part of the uk not to recognize the taliban government too swiftly and yet they want to negotiate with them which is a contradiction in terms so there's an element of childish peak there all they can do is not recognize the government because they have failed the people of Afghanistan in this regard, or at least you would think so if you were a a loyalist to the project of overthrowing the Taliban. So the Taliban are back. There's a general anger in the West. What was the last 20 years for? is the sentiment here. What was the point of of it all? So we tell them, or we tell those that speak to them, we've spoken to them direct in the past, but we tell them that, that, you know, we feel that the the government should be recognized, the new government of Afghanistan should be recognized as swiftly as possible, and uh, we should get on with things, and that if there is a bellwether that they wish to, um, by which they wish to indicate that they are respectable, it's female education, uh, women's education. That's what really matters to the, in the eyes of the international world, is what we tell them, and it's what I believe. Yeah, we tell them that they're perceived as being anti-female education, and therefore this is the biggest issue, the biggest issue for their international reputation is female education, if they wish to acquire an international reputation. Now, of course, there are a lot of people in Kabul that see this as a golden opportunity It's the opportunity for a new life in the West to start fresh with more prosperity and greater prospects. So then these generally are the ones who speak English or have a better education. And so they are the ones that have a vested interest in bad-mouthing the Taliban 
and the Taliban take over because it gives them greater credibility uh, if they do that. So we are getting this one-sided perspective from those that wish to be economic migrants, and it is very one-sided. Uh, not that any of us are very keen on the Taliban. They, they, it's all very well them saying that they'll provide women's education and telling us that they'll do so, but we have seen that in provinces in which they control things, women are not educated. Full stop. Not, no public education for women in the provinces that the Taliban have taken over. So, and female, they, they, they do this by stopping teachers, um, some female teachers from teaching. And that, of course, closes the schools. Yes, the Taliban do not have a good reputation for good reason. It's what it is. And, of course, the Taliban are saying all the right things, that their women's rights and women's education will be respected. But can you trust them? Uh, can you get this proved in a short space of time? I suppose you can. So they're very concerned, the Taliban, about how they're going to be perceived in the West. It was beyond their comprehension as to how quickly Kabul fell, and indeed all of Afghanistan. They did not anticipate things being this fast. So basically, we're telling them there are four issues, drugs, women, refugees, and terrorism, and they have to deal with the Western fears on each of those issues. And it is vitally important that they do so. And this is what we're saying to them, at least to our friends in Kabul, uh, who are very much engaged in talking to them. So people are concerned about these issues, concerned about um, the relationship with Pakistan and the neighboring countries, that's also of importance to people in the West. So that's it, really. I mean, everything is much calmer. The Taliban wish to talk. They want their government recognized. They were surprised by the speed at uh, which Ashraf Ghani's government fell, and they're ready to get on the horse and start riding. So the Taliban today, are they the same as the Taliban of 20, 40 years ago? Don't know. Let's hope not. You have to give, you have to give them a chance. Every dog has its day. Give them a chance. And giving them a chance means recognition of the new government. I am sorry, Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, Boris Johnson. I am sorry, President of the United States of America, Mr. Biden. Can't not recognize a new government. This is the kind of childish behavior that the West can do when it hasn't got the gumption to do anything else. Uh, Non-recognition, sanctions, sending people to Coventry. And shall we get a better way? Shall we get shall we get peace in Afghanistan and a new beginning? I mean, we've had years of corruption putting in these decadent men like Karzai. A new chance now. Not the best chance because so many hundreds of British and American lives have been sacrificed to get rid of the Taliban. And we could have got rid of them, but we didn't. And they're back. And so we have to make the best of it. We have to make the best of it. And... Let's be cautious what we believe when we watch the nine o'clock news on television, because clearly it's giving us a very false picture. God bless you.